Hey, it's Jason Rogers here. And in this video, we're gonna be analyzing different hospice businesses for sale. We're gonna be looking on market and we're gonna be analyzing different hospice companies that you could buy right now. We're gonna be going through a bunch of them and trying to ascertain whether you should put any real attention into investigating into that business and whether or not it's actually a real candidate versus those businesses which you should not consider, that you should just throw to the side and not even look at for a second. Because here's the elephant in the room. Time is money. The more time you spend investigating businesses that really don't make any sense, the more money you are literally flushing down the drain. And of course you don't want that. By the way, why are we choosing the hospice sector? Pretty simply because this has been a sector that many of you have requested me to discuss prior to this video. And so I wanted to do it for you. And likewise, the hospice industry, though I'm not a hospice expert, I'm not a healthcare professional. So let me be real clear on that. However, I am in a service-based sector myself. And there are many similarities when analyzing service-based businesses. One last disclaimer before we go through a host of different businesses that are on market that you could be buying right now as of March 14th, 2020. One last disclaimer I want to make for you is as follows. I considerably recommend that you look to off market deals unless if you have considerable capital yourself or if you have financial partners who have capital. I recommend starting with off market deals. Then once you have a track record, then you can look more seriously at on market deals. That's my recommendation for you. I have a lot of reasons behind that. I'm not going to dive into that right now. And I also recommend that you look at deals that are close to where you live. We're going to be looking at deals throughout the United States. However, if you were, unless if you had a lot of money and you were willing to relocate, no problem. I would really focus on acquisition targets within two to four hours of where you live, ideally right in your city. If you live in Los Angeles, you look at acquisition targets in Southern California. If you live in Seattle, you look at acquisition targets in the greater Seattle Metro, same in whether it's Miami or New York City or what have you. Now, of course, that said, if there's really not much of a market in the area that you live, or if the area that you live has a dying market, then you may need to relocate. But these are all fundamental facts that I hope you're well aware of. With those things said, let's dive into this video. All right, so here we are, hospices for sale throughout the United States. Let's go into it. Very first one, and by the way, we're not, as I discussed prior, I'm gonna be assuming that you're willing to relocate anywhere in the United States to start your entrepreneurial endeavor. However, especially if you already have a pre-established business or if you already live in a considerable metro, then I would really specialize your search to that unique metro. But for the sake of having enough volume to really go through this process and analyze a lot of deals, we're gonna have the entire United States to look at. So in this case, we're not using location as a real filter. Okay, the very first one, established successful in-home senior care medical staffing company for a million dollars with 304,000 in cash flow in Birmingham, Alabama. This might be interesting. I bet you that the seller's taken a seventy-five dollars to $100,000 salary out of that cash flow right there. So I bet the true uh, cash flow of this business, the true EBITDA, the earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, I bet that true EBITDA is only about two hundred twenty-five, dollars maybe 200000 So that really means it's about five times earnings, right? Because if that's only 200000 and they're asking a million, that's really about five times earnings. That's higher than you'd prefer. You know, I could go into this a bit more. Uh, yeah, see, they're calling this the current SDE, which stands for seller's discretionary earnings. That's a goofy small cap term that a lot of these mom and pops use and a lot of the brokers that represent these businesses use. You know, and it's actually what they're saying. They're assuming the new owner to pull out 130 a year out of the business and wages. Look, this could be a business you would wanna buy if one, you lived in, where was this, somewhere in Alabama, right? If you lived in Alabama, you wanted to just buy an individual business and basically be the operator, the owner operator. But I'm assuming that you wanna buy multiple businesses in a local geographic area. 
perform something of a strategic roll-up and then sell to maybe a private equity firm, or maybe, hell, you want to go the distance and go public, right? There are a lot of options if you do a roll-up model, which is more complicated operationally, but a lot more higher-end profit potential. Uh, but this is not a business I'd be super keen on, but it's not terrible. Next, this established non-medical in-home senior care franchise. One, I wouldn't buy a franchise personally, but you can do as you will. This is too small though. Only $97,000 a year in cash flow you see there only paying 225K. I would not be looking to buy businesses under half a million unless if you could buy them at an absolute steal and you were getting a lot of cash flow. Because really, I think the ultimate thing you're looking for is multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of EBITDA per year. That's really something that allows for enough meat on the bone for it be, to be somewhat more worthwhile your time. Same thing with this one, a hospice, with a, a hospice company with a contract, they're asking 300,000. I can pretty much already tell you there's just not enough meat on the bone in this company. They're not even disclosing how much cash flow or EBITDA it's doing. Yeah, pass. I wouldn't be in it, interested in that. Okay, here's one, an assisted living facility and much more. I would pass on this deal. I would not investigate it, but I'm going to just click into it to show you why. First of all, this is really the punchline. It includes real estate. And while they say they're going to offer some seller financing, the reason I wouldn't be super keen on this is one, you're almost paying $2 million for it. It's only doing a little over a half a million a year in revenue and the seller's discretionary earn earnings. And again, I almost guarantee you that means that includes the salary. So that means, you know, once you pay yourself $100,000 in salary, it's only cash flow and something like, and then you add debt onto that. And there's almost no free cash flow after the fact. You know, th these real estate based deals, they eat up a lot of the free cash flow because you pay a higher multiple. So I would not investigate that any further. Next, adult foster care business with real estate. No, again, look, only 77,000 a year in cash flow. You know, again, when they include real estate and they're for, you know, half a million to under 2 million, there's really just not enough net operating income, AKA EBITDA to make it worth your while, in my opinion. Same with this, this well-established home healthcare agency for only 425,000 doing only 107,000 a year in cash flow for all the reasons we've already discussed. Again, that cash flow is gonna be including most likely this, the, the, the salary to the owner. No, just not enough meat on the bone. Here's one, a hospice care agency, profitable, well-established, turnkey, full staff. This could be interesting. This could be interesting. We're gonna click into it. And the reason I say it could be interesting, and this is a smaller deal than I would personally prefer, even for first acquisition, but maybe if you want a slightly easier way to get into the door, this could work. You know, the fact that they're you know saying a little bit of seller financing, the fact that they're saying a hot listing, the reason they're saying it's a hot listing is because even if you pay yourself 75,000, there still should be some free cash flow after the fact. And for only, you know, paying 475,000, that's their asking. Maybe you can negotiate down to 450 or 425. There actually could be some legitimate free cash flow. We're not going to model these out like I've done in other videos, but yeah, this could be a legitimate little business. You know, that could actually be interesting. Okay. This one's not big enough. This one's not big enough. This one could be big enough. Let's see. Hospice agency in Las Vegas for sale, a Medicare and Medicaid provider. They aren't really giving any information on the EBITDA. It does more than a, a, you know, 1 million a year in revenue. If this is a similar service-based model to say the plumbing or the HVAC and heating sectors, which I think there are some similarities, though again, I'm not a professional and expert in this sector. I'm just trying to analyze it for you to give you guys some basic context. I would say that if it's doing more than a million a year in revenue, they should be doing here at EBITDA at least 200,000. That's my guess. I would imagine they're doing about 20% true margins in this, in this sector if they're operating well. And so that might be a play. You know, this one, no, it includes real estate, only 790K. It's not gonna be worth your while in my opinion, unless if you're a real buy and hold guy that's not looking to 
do much more than acquire hard assets, right? If you have a real estate strategy, then this doesn't really apply. I'm talking about buying businesses here, not buying real estate, because the, the premise of buying real estate and the premise of buying businesses is a very different game. There's more operational headache with buying businesses, obviously, than there is with buying real estate. But if you're successful in those operations, you're gonna make a lot more free cash flow and thus earnings per purchase price dollar when you buy a business than you will when you buy real estate. Let's continue. Okay, here's actually one that could be interesting. An Illinois hospice for sale in Chicago. Okay, it looks like they're doing about, looks like they're doing about two million a year in revenue. Where did I see that? Yeah, they're saying, okay. And I, I hate when they project, and this is actually a really old listing too, because it's saying 2019 projected revenue and we're already well into 2020. So I don't know about this one, but just in, in theory, could this be interesting? Yes, this could be interesting. If they're doing approximately 20% margins, and uh, they're doing those margins on let's just say two million in revenue. That means about four hundred thousand in EBITDA, you know. But again, that's that's EBITDA assuming if it really is doing four hundred thousand in EBITDA, and that does not include a hundred thousand dollars in say you know the owner's salary, then that's actually a pretty interesting business. Though you know you're almost paying two million for it, so I don't know. You would have to investigate. This one might be worth putting a feeler out. You know, I passed down through the last couple of these, too small. I mean, most likely too small. Uh, we could investigate this one, but I don't know, probably too small. A top tier care franchise in the desert cities. I don't know, I don't like franchises. Not a ton of free cash flow, 259 for 850K, eh, I would pass. Here's one that might be interesting. Almost 300,000 in cash flow for under 700,000. This could have enough meat on the bone to merit some level of interest. I would, I would ask about this a little bit more. I would investigate that. That could be interesting. Let's see here. None of these have really, you know, too small. I don't even know what this. I, I, again, I'm not a franchise guy, so I, that's just not really super interesting to me. And this is way too small. This one's too small. This one's too small. This one's big enough, definitely big enough. You see how the multiples are higher. You know, it's doing less than two million a year in cash flow, yet they're asking seven million. When you get into businesses that are doing seven figures a year in EBITDA, you're gonna be paying four or five or six times earnings as opposed to paying two or three times earnings, generally for a deal that's only doing maybe half a million in EBITDA. So that does happen as you buy bigger businesses. Generally, you're paying a higher multiple for that business. We could investigate this a little. Let's see what they have to say. Doing a lot of revenue, almost 15 million a year in revenue. You know, how much of that is cash flow that they're telling you right there. So that's saying to me, they're only doing about, oh, 12 or 13% margins. And again, we don't really know. Anytime it says cash flow, we don't know if that's true EBITDA. We don't know, you know, and really it's not. It's the seller's discretionary earnings, which again, almost always includes, I've dealt with these enough to know that almost always includes the, the owner's salary. So that means really it's doing about 1.5 million a year in EBITDA if the guy's paying himself 200,000 a year. So I could, you know, run through the math. In fact, let's do it real quick. I'm going to do 700000 for the asking price divided by 150000. You're paying about 4.6 times earnings, 4.7 times earnings. That's not a great deal, but this is a bigger business. So if you had the money, would this be interesting? Yeah, this could be an interesting place to play. Anaheim, California, I grew up there. It happens to be a pretty substantially sized metro, so that's in a good area. Could be interesting. Okay, and here's, it looks like the exact same business relisted here. Too small, basically too small, but this one could be investigated. I don't even know this is a featured franchise. That looks like a sponsored ad. This one is a small business, but at 360K a year in cash flow for only 750,000, that is interesting because if you pay yourself 100,000 out of that, you're still gonna be paying, you're really only gonna be paying about three times earning for this. That's why it's considered a hot listing. Again, you'll find hotter listings off market than you will on market because they're harder to find. 
This could be interesting. 50 employees, that seems, I guess it's possible. Uh, again, I don't know the sector super well, so I guess maybe they are doing, you know, 50 employees contributing to 2 million a year in, in revenue. Perhaps, you know, I'm not gonna go through all this, but yeah, it, you know, I would uh, probably investigate that one a little further and we'll do a couple more. This one I would not do, but this has to be a real estate deal. The fact that they're asking 1.2 and it's only doing 100,000 a year in cash flow, I guarantee you that's a real estate play because those aren't the kinds of numbers you would ever be able to sell if it was a true business. This one could be interesting, this companion care agency for sale in, uh, what is that, Suffolk County, New York, 1.3 million asking, doing about 350K a year in cash flow if you pay yourself 100,000. You know, that's about 250 a year in EBITDA, and it's a little overpriced. It's not quite ideal, uh, not terrible. Here's one that's actually priced potentially to sell, a little closer to sell. This home health agency in Miami, Florida, 1.2 million. You have to deal with all those uh, cocaine cowboys down there in Miami, so be cool down there, right? But, you know, this could be interesting, almost a half a million a year in cash flow. So, you know, they're doing legitimately probably 350,000 in EBITDA at 1.2 million. That's priced at under four times earnings. You can negotiate with that guy a little bit, and you might be able to come to a deal. And again, most of these other deals, too small, too small, too small, too small, too small, too small, and that's the video. I think that gives you a nice analysis of what you would generally be looking for as you quickly do an analysis of a sector. Look, I'm not trying to buy a one to $2 million business, anything over three to three and a half times earnings, unless if it's really an exceptional business with just perfect operations in play, you know, proper managers in play, and it's really a true turnkey business, but those are very few and far between, and I really, recommend being skeptical when you look at on market or off market deals ask for their tax returns you know don't take things for granted because look this is business and at the end of the day those banks are going to value what's on the tax returns not the seller's discretionary income i'll leave you on that note and hey by the way if you like the video thumbs it up be sure to subscribe to the channel and share your comments below what would you like me to talk about in a future video let me know and i'll talk to you in the next one